In today's episode, I start off with an inspirational quote by Sylvester Stallone from the iconic movie Rocky Balboa. Next, I have a special announcement about some exciting news regarding this podcast, which includes an amazing opportunity for our pre-dental community. I move into today's theme by sharing a personal story about a time when I was tempted to give up on ever being accepted to dental school. I share with all of you what kept me motivated to keep going and what I learned. Finally, I go over two very specific things you can do if you ever feel this temptation or discouragement to give up. I believe these two things will help you tremendously in not only staying true to the course, but also in succeeding at life. I hope you enjoy, so stay tuned. Welcome back to the Read Dentistry Pre-Dental Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Lundquist, and I am laying my journey of getting accepted into dental school all out on the table so you can get in as well. Please make sure to follow this podcast for updates on Instagram at read.dentistry underscore podcast, or send me a friend request on Facebook at Jordan Lundquist, and I'll add you to this podcast group page. Now stay tuned for episode 28, where I tell a story about a time I nearly gave up on dental school and go over what I learned so you can succeed. Sylvester Stallone, playing the role as Rocky, once said, Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what. No matter what happens. You're my son and you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't going to have life. And I apologize for the poor rendition of my Rocky Balboa accent, but I think the words are a lot more impactful than any type of accurate uh, impersonation I could have had of Rocky Stallone. So the words are what were most meaningful. And hopefully you can just imagine him saying those things because I often do. And there's no need for me to go into more detail about this quote in regard to quitting. Uh, There's nothing I could say that makes what Rocky had to say more beautiful than that. I always think of the conversation Rocky had with his son when I need motivation to stay the course and never quit. I invite you all to do the same when the temptation when the temptation arises to quit. Don't do it. You are so much more than that. And you owe it to yourself to keep going. Now on to uh, some of the opening announcements or statements that I have to say. Um, There's some exciting news uh, upcoming about an episode I have planned with Dr. Lauren Kuhn. Dr. Kuhn is a Harvard Dental School graduate 
who completed her residency in endodontics at the University of South Carolina in 2019. Currently, she works in Minnesota. In 2015, while at Harvard Dental, she began mentoring pre-dental students. I'm extremely happy for the opportunity we will soon all have of listening to what she has to say to our community because she's been involved with it for so long. So hopefully within the next week or so, I will have that interview available for all of you. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are all incredible. And I especially thank those of you who are sharing this podcast with others. I keep noticing um, more and more growth. And I hope all of you are doing very well at this time. Obviously, it's easy to get discouraged with with everything going on out there. It's so hard to um, to say when things will be getting back to normal, but at least we are starting to see some flattening of the curve. So that's encouraging. And there is uh, more and more talk of getting the economy back on track. I think today's episode will be so valuable to any of you who are feeling discouraged about the whole process at this current time. So it's my hope today to take you back to a time in my life about four years ago when I was feeling absolutely discouraged about my future as a dentist. I was so discouraged to the point where I nearly gave up. I'm going to tell you why and how I didn't give up. So if you are or have ever felt this way, you can use my example to bounce back on your feet and just keep moving forward. I'm sure anyone who has ever been accepted to dental school once struggled with the temptation to quit at some point or the other. Not only is it my hope that this story will motivate you to keep going on with dentistry, but I also hope that this episode serves to help you with whatever life challenges you might be facing at this present time. I realize the potential impact this pandemic could be having on you personally, and I truly do care about you. Not only do I want you to become a dentist, but I want you to succeed at life. So I really hope the best for you, your family, and everyone else who is important to you. I think right now is such an important time to cherish and nourish those relationships that are most meaningful to us. If you haven't taken the time lately to tell someone close in your life that you love them, think of doing so today. And don't just take the time to do that during this pandemic, but continue to do that throughout your life. And I think you'll notice the positive change that this will make. Okay, so now on to the story, what I learned, and how it can help you Uh, both in becoming a dentist and succeeding in whatever you want to accomplish. All right, now on to the story. So after my first semester at BYU-Idaho, and this was in 2015, I had just returned in June of 2015 from a two-year mission trip for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I was in Brazil, so I was very well acquainted with the area of Campinas, Brazil, which is in Sao Paulo. I learned Portuguese and the mission was mainly a proselyting mission to spread the message and joy of Jesus Christ. But we also had many 
opportunities for humanitarian aid and to and to provide service for whomever came across our path so it was a really really cool experience and you can imagine that um, taking a two-year break from my academic career or just from my academic uh, my academic pursuits presented some great challenges i mean obviously the reward was great of being sent to a foreign country to gain such positive life experiences while learning a new language and meeting such incredible people, but it didn't come without a cost to um, the progression of my academic pursuits. And so I, in the long term, I know that I was blessed for it and better off, but it didn't mean that it wasn't hard getting back into the swing of things, especially learning, um, you know, such complicated material that typically us as dental students or you know in your case pre-dental students are are used to you know usually you're taking um, degrees such or you're trying to fulfill degree requirements such as those in biology or you know there's certainly other majors that um, get accepted into dental school but no matter independent of your major you had to have taken those prerequisites so um, those are also very those are the most challenging in my opinion and so we all know how um how hard it is to get through those organic chemistries and the tough biology courses or whatever it might be in order to just qualify to even apply for dental school and so this was really hard to get back in the swing of academics and to succeed at a level that was apparently demanded to be competitive in getting into dental school and so I was uh, very discouraged, not right away because, you know, initially, um, you know, the semester starts off pretty easy, you know, whether it be syllabus week and then maybe you just get into some of the intro material. But once the assignments and the tests start adding up and you get busier in other areas of your life, it can be very uh, hard to really see yourself ever being admitted into dental school and you know on top of all of the other things that you start to learn that you need to do in order to build up your resume it sure it surely is a lot and i go back to a time when an advisor was just completely discouraging this advisor she actually came in and talked to one of our classes as a whole because she was aware that many people in these biology courses were interested in pursuing either pre you know dental school or med school or farm or whatever it may have been and a lot of those are very similar and the prerequisites and the experiences that are required but i believe at this point she was specifically talking to those who were pursuing dental school as i was and i just remember leaving that meeting far more discouraged than I was motivated and encouraged. And I think that that is a shame. Um, if you are someone who works in the education system and you are discouraging students from pursuing their dreams, then I question what your motive is as an instructor. Um, certainly, you know, many teachers are not like this. I have met, I've had so many teachers that have inspired me and through their examples, I have gone on to do um, great things, in my opinion, because they were a source of inspiration to me. But every now, unfortunately, we tend to remember those who 
were mis- were more discouraging because they stick out to us. And this was certainly an example of that. I left that meeting like, what the heck? How am I ever going to be good enough? How am I ever going to check all of the boxes and getting into dental school? And I don't know if you know her intention was to weed out students, but whatever it was, it just wasn't very positive and I didn't leave feeling very optimistic about my future. My grades were not to the point where she said they needed to be. Um, To this point, uh, I'd probably been getting mainly C's and B's and I say that because in 2012 I began college and that was before I went on the mission trip to Brazil and at that time in my life honestly I wasn't even thinking about being a dentist so I thought a C was great for college you know I'd gotten out of high school I thought you know C's get degrees I'm in college and that's all I need but things change as you go on in life and start to figure out what exactly it is that you want to do but regardless I knew my grades weren't where they needed to be and to get them where I needed to get them, at least according to what she had to say, was going to require a lot of, I mean, not only a lot of, I wasn't really worried about the amount of work because I've always been, I shouldn't say I've always been a hard worker, but for at least the last seven years, I've been an extremely hard worker. So, um, but beyond hard work, I needed to work in a way that was efficient, in a way that I was going to learn, truly learn that information. And we all know that's not exactly the most, um, you know, easy information to learn. It doesn't come uh, so naturally for all of us. For some of it, for some of us, it might, but certainly that wasn't the case for myself. Um, and yeah, um, I was overwhelmed by the amount of areas in which I needed to build my resume beyond the GPA, beyond um, the classroom. We have already talked before about the amount of job shadowing requires that are, are, are the amount of job shadowing hours that are required, and all of the other real life experience, whether that be volunteering or service and you know, the list goes on and on, you know, you need to have your letters of recommendation and we could keep just going on, but I'm going to stop there because it might start to even overwhelm you like it did to me. And that's not the point of this episode. Definitely not. I'm trying to accomplish the opposite. So I want to talk about what exactly it was that kept me going. Oh, but before I do that, actually, I left out a part of this story. So I mentioned that I was being very, that I was very uh, overwhelmed and discouraged. And I was to the point where I even, I even quit kind of. Um, I decided I wanted to be an English teacher. And there's nothing wrong if that's something that you really are passionate about becoming a teacher. I think the world of teachers. And I think we need more people in this world who truly want to be a teacher. But for myself, I think I was viewing it as something that was more doable. Like it was an alternate option to me um, to becoming a dentist. And the reason, my reason probably wasn't very sound of becoming a dentist. I think it was more for the fact that it would be the easy route, or sorry, it would be the more challenging route and that becoming a teacher would be more doable. I wouldn't have to, um, you know, maintain a certain GPA in these very advanced courses. I wouldn't have to 
go on to do four years of grad school, I wouldn't have to do all this job shadowing with a dentist and all of these things that all these dental schools require. So for me, I was taking the uh, you know the the route of least resistance we always talk we always talk about that in the army and military tactics you want to in that case you do want to follow the path of least resistance um so um i'm not going to get into those details but that was just i i just brought that up for the for the sake of of the quote but i i'm going to move into next into what kept me going this is going to be um a, a part of the story that is very pivotal, uh, that is very pivotal, pivotal, sorry, I uh, had a hard time getting that word out, but it's very pivotal to um, what happened with the rest of the story and and explaining to all of you how if you're feeling similar, if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're about to quit, how you might be able to keep going. So this happened in the fall of 2015 and towards the end of that semester is when I decided that I was no longer going to be a human biology major because I no longer wanted to be a dentist. I I wanted to quit. I decided I wanted to be an English teacher to the point where I actually scheduled out all of my courses for winter 2016 in um, the English slash education major and eventually I went back on that and that presented a challenge in getting into the courses that I needed to to get back on track with going uh, you know with a pre-dental route but um, just to continue the story of what happened towards the end of that semester and then concluding the semester and returning home for Christmas break, I remember a conversation that I had with my oldest brother, and his name is Patrick, and he is now a hospital administrator, and he's been doing some great work with helping out during this time of the pandemic. So he's a great inspiration, and he knows a lot about, he he didn't go to dental school or anything, but he did go to grad school, so he knows a lot about the competitiveness, competitiveness of, um, you know, your undergrad and then trying to get accepted into these programs. And he actually got accepted into the University of Pittsburgh. So it's cool that we'll both be Pittsburgh alums together. Anyways, I remember having a conversation with him in which I told him my plans. And, you know, obviously, I think he saw it as something that I think he saw it that I was giving up on my dream. And at the time, it was hard for me to recognize that within myself, because I think at some point when we're quitting, you know, our own personal pride uh, creeps up and we start to justify why we are no longer pursuing what it is that we are pursuing. And I know that I would tell myself stuff like, oh, I don't really want to do this anyways. Like it's too, it's way too challenging. It's way too much work. I just want to do something that's going, that's going to bring me joy. And I think these might be lies that help us justify you know, stepping away from what it is that we actually want to accomplish because I know that before I'd had all those feelings, I'd also 
had feelings of encouragement and optimism. So why all of a sudden did it change? Deep down, it was probably the fact that I just thought it was too hard. But my brother really did encourage me and make me realize that I could do it and that I didn't necessarily need to have a 4.0 GPA or even a 3.5 GPA, that it was still very doable. And I'm glad that he helped get me back on track because that ended up, and you know, to make a long story short, I ended up getting accepted into a wonderful dental program at wonderful dental school which is the university of pittsburgh and i had about a 3-2 gpa so yeah it's a good thing that i really didn't believe those lies and now i'm going to talk about i'm going to get into what exactly i learned from the story and then after i talk about what i learned i'm going to wrap up the episode by telling you how you personally can turn temptation the temptation to quit into success but before i do that as always i do want to take a little break to thank um, the sponsor of the show which is anchor although there were many things that i learned that stem from the story i for now i just want to go over six of the main points And the first is that you need to have support. You can look back at my story and realize that after I was so discouraged to the point where I wanted to give up and pursue something um, else, that I was able to overcome that by having a strong support system. That was my brother. I had somebody that believed in me. And, you know, there's many people in my life whom I could turn to now that would be part of my support system. And in that particular moment, it was my oldest brother. And that was very important. That was very pivotal, pivotal in getting me back on track. I guess pivotal has been the uh, word, the theme word of this episode. And I've had a really hard time struggling to say it. But anyways, <laughs> um, So, I mean, for you, I hope you have that support system too for when you feel discouraged. Number two is that it's important to look for people in your life who will make a positive impact on you. And so that really does draw back to having a strong support system. And I I do think it's very important to surround yourself with these type of people because you're going to be more likely to... um, to fulfill things that are positive if you are around people who are encouraging you to be positive. And I don't want to talk about this too much because I'm actually going to go this, go into this a little bit more um, in, in the next segment and talking to you specifically about how you can apply this. So without further ado, I'll go into number three. Number three, many times in life, we are going to forget the positive feelings or the drive we had to accomplish our dreams. Those positive feelings sometimes get drowned out by discouragement. Number four, our thoughts determine our actions. So if you constantly think negative and think about quitting, you will quit. If you remain positive and envision becoming a dentist, you will. Number five, sometimes it's really tempting to take the path of least resistance. So like I just talked about with the uh, military quote, you know, taking the path of least resistance, that's a military tactic, but also a quote that has a lot of application. Um, We give up on our dreams sometimes because we deem that our dreams are too hard. So we start to take the path of least resistance. Finally, the temptation to quit never goes away. This is point number six. We gain more power and control 
over that temptation over time. Let me say that again because I kind of butchered it. Number six, finally, the temptation to quit never goes away, but we gain more power and control over that temptation over time. The more we ignore negative influences, the easier it will become to stay positive. And finally, I want to talk about how to turn temptation to quit into success. First, I think you can apply much of what I just shared from the things I learned and apply them in order to have success. But I want to give you two specific things you can do to accomplish this. Number one, surround yourself with optimistic people, people that care about you enough to help you accomplish your goals. So this draws back to point or lesson number two that I learned where it says it's important to look for people in your life who will make a positive impact on you. And I really do believe in surrounding yourself with optimistic people. And the second part of advice, that specific advice I'm going to give you that's going to help explain point number one as to what you can do specifically to accomplish this and your goals is um, it, once I go over point number two, you're, it's, it's going to give you um, more insight how you can do this. So it'll make sense after the second point. So point number two is to avoid negative influences. And I'm going to give you an example from a book that I recent, an audio book that I recently listened to called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert uh, Kiyosaki. Um, he gives the example, if you hang out with druggies, you are likely to become a druggie. But if you spend most of your time, ar- time around people who are successful, you are most likely to become successful. So the same thing that applies, and we all know, you know, those people who unfortunately for whatever circumstance they end up hanging out with negative influences, usually those negative influences over time will drag that person down. Now there definitely are exceptions to this, but um, I suppose I'm speaking more generally. Um, But how can we apply the example from rich dad, poor dad, you know, to the contrary of that, of when we surround ourselves with positive influences, or we, when we spend our time hanging around successful people, we're most likely to become successful. It's a very simple concept. You know, if the extreme of that in the negative way is true, then that means um, the opposite of that in, in a positive way must be true as well. Um, it only makes sense. So for us, if we surround ourselves with people who are trying to become dentists, we likely will become a dentist. Um, This might not be when you want it to be, but it will certainly happen. Um, It will happen because it happened for me, or at least to help me get into dental school. I spent a lot of time talking to people who were pursuing the same career as I was. You know, my dad's a dentist and I know, um, you know, and then my, my job shadowing opportunities, I think I job shadowed at least four, no, you know what, maybe six different, sorry, five different dentists. And um, I just, and I learned something new from each and every one and all those things helped me to become a dentist. I was making connections, many connections. And so, you know, I'm going to become a dentist because I hung out with those, I surrounded myself with those types of people. So going back to um, point number one, surround yourself 
with optimistic people, people that care enough about you to help you accomplish your goals. So I guess this is more something general you can do, but decide the people, you know, really do a self-evaluation. What, who are the types of people that I want to hang around? And these don't have to be people that are trying to become dentists, but they're just people. This is just part of having a good friend. You know, a good friend is somebody who helps you out, somebody who encourages you. And so I really do suggest that you always surround yourself with those types of people and be the person that other people want to um, surround themselves with you know be the person whom other people seek out because you are a positive influence that you're going to help them accomplish their goals and then um, the feeling and the results will be mutual and then point number two to be more specific because this is a podcast aimed at helping you all get into dental school hang out with people who have been uh, accepted into dental school and you're kind of already doing that in a way i know this is a non-traditional way of hanging out with somebody but you're tuning into these podcasts and listening how i did it and so that is probably one of the biggest steps that you can take and you are far more likely to get into dental school because you were taking steps to learn how to do it. You know, you are far more at an advantage of getting into dental school than someone who wants to but never really takes initiation or turns to other people for advice. Um, You know, if you listen to this podcast, it shows that you are extremely humble because you are willing to, um, you know, look at the example of somebody else and realize that there are other people out there who can help you. And so I think that that is very valuable. And I want to tell you that that is probably the number one thing that I did. I always sought out advice from other people because I knew that there was always something that can be learned. And that's obviously something that you can apply in all aspects of life, no matter what it is you want to accomplish or learn, look for somebody who has already done that thing and and study and understand what it is that helped them to get to that point. And, you know, there's going to be things that you'll find that you'll sustain about what they did and things that you'll find that you'll do differently. And those things that you did differently that you find value in, make sure that you share them with somebody else so they can also have a positive experience. And just to close, on Thursday, I want to center the episode on a really awesome question that was asked in the DAT Bootcamp page on Facebook about what is more important, your DAT score or GPA? I anticipate this episode being extremely beneficial in providing insight about something that so many of us constantly wonder about. So make sure to look out for the release of that episode later this week. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Your support means so much to me. If you're a fan of this podcast, could you please do me a favor and take just a minute of your time to leave a review so I can continue to improve it for everyone. Also, I'd appreciate it so much if you could share this podcast with someone else. Thanks again and until next time. Peace.